Welcome to Where Two Are Gathered here on Radio 74. I'm your host, Harold Chin, Senior Pastor of the Mandan Seventh-day Adventist Church District. I'm glad you have tuned in to gather with me to experience the blessings of Jesus' promise in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Today's devotionals are titled, Ahead of Us and Verdict. But first, a special song named Via Dolorosa. Jerusalem that day The soldiers tried to clear the narrow streets But the crowd pressed in to see The man condemned to die on Calvary He was bleeding from a beating There were stripes upon his back And he wore a crown of thorns upon his head And he bore with every step The scorn of those who cried out for his death Down the Via Dolorosa Called the way of suffering Like a lamb came the Messiah Christ the He chose to walk that road out of His love for you and me. Down the Via Dolorosa, all the way to Calvary. Por la Via Dolorosa, triste día. Los soldados le abrían paso a Jesús Mas la gente se acercaba Para ver a que llevaba aquella cruz Por la vía dolorosa Que es la vía
of us. Matthew 26, starting with verse 31, says, Then Jesus said to them, This night you will all fall away because of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter said to him, If they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth. On this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then, when Jesus was arrested in the garden, all the disciples left him and fled. Matthew 26, verse 56. And not long afterward, Peter voiced his denial, just as Jesus said he would. Could there have been a different outcome? Perhaps, if they had taken Jesus seriously. Instead of resisting and denying the idea of falling away, they should have accepted and grieved over the truth Jesus had told them. Had they done this, there might have been an opportunity to write a slightly different future. Here's an example from Scripture of that very thing happening. Ahab was given a prophecy concerning the end of his life and family as a result of his sin against God when Jezebel had Naboth murdered in order to steal his land. 1 Kings 21 verse 21 says, The Lord says, Look, I am ready to bring disaster on you. I will destroy you and cut off every last male belonging to Ahab in Israel, including even the weak and incapacitated. The prophecy goes on in greater detail, but here is Ahab's response in verse 27. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and fasted. He slept in sackcloth and walked around dejected. The Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Have you noticed how Ahab shows remorse before me? Because he shows remorse before me, I will not bring disaster on his dynasty during his lifetime, but during the reign of his son. Ahab's remorse caused a generational change in the timing of the fulfillment of prophecy, all because Ahab took God's word seriously, even if it was only for a short time. Jesus knew exactly what the disciples were going to do, and he told them ahead of time. Their adamant refusal to accept the truth secured the future Jesus had predicted. They were going to walk right into it. Had they humbly accepted the prediction, like Ahab, and accepted God's word, 
Jesus might have predicted a different outcome on the spot. Instead of dwelling further on how the disciples were going to fall, Jesus told them what to expect after his resurrection. He would go on ahead and meet them in Galilee. Let's take God's word seriously and not fight against it. Because on our own, we will end up being controlled by the devil and we will be powerless to prevent the wages of sin from happening. Don't be discouraged over how many times you've already fallen. God is still offering to us his gift of eternal life. Know that Jesus has already gone on ahead of us to prepare a place in the kingdom of heaven for you. And he is coming again. Let's embrace the gift of Jesus' love and forgiveness today. Let's repent and be ready to meet him when he returns. Verdict Matthew 26, starting with verse 63, says, But Jesus was silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it yourself. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and declared, He has blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? Now you have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? They answered, He is guilty and deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy for us, you Christ, who hit you? Notice, how this court of the high priest used the guilty verdict and condemnation of Jesus as an excuse to abuse and ridicule him. They even used the title of Christ as a term of mockery against Jesus, then taunted him to prophesy with spitting, fists, and slapping. A guilty verdict stripped Jesus of all dignity and rights. Contrast this with the verdict pronounced against the human race and how God decided to treat us as a result. Check out Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but they are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God publicly displayed him at his death as the mercy seat accessible through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because God in his forbearance had passed over the sins previously committed. This was also to demonstrate his righteousness in the present time so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who lives because of Jesus' faithfulness. The chief priests had condemned the very person, Jesus, who sought to justify and redeem them from their guilty verdict. They treated Jesus with contempt as Jesus was treating them with mercy. The saddest part of all this is that the high priest and his court would not realize what they had done until they would recognize Jesus coming in the clouds of heaven. Look at this whole scene of Jesus again. Look at it again for yourself. When I looked at it, it caused me to contemplate how I relate to people the people that I hear about in the news who are found guilty, whether in the court of law or in the court of public opinion. Read the comments people make after such reports. You'll find that many use a guilty verdict 
to heap ridicule upon the perpetrator. I have done the same from time to time. Let's spend more time looking at Jesus upon the cross and know that he took our guilty verdict and went to the cross out of love and mercy for us to give us redemption and hope of life instead of death. Let's show mercy to others who are found guilty and demonstrate our understanding and appreciation of what Jesus suffered in order to provide the hope of salvation to all who will believe. Thank you for joining me today. We would like to hear from you. You can reach us at radio74mandan at gmail.com or leave us a message at 701-390-9147. Be sure to return here every Thursday at 12 noon and 6.44 p.m. and every Saturday at 12.44 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. to claim the promise of Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them.